Hello and welcome to Podiatrics Medical Podcasts. Um, had, thank you very much for the emails coming in. Um, and this podcast is in um, response to one of these emails. So my email address is all lowercase t-o-m-d 9517 at gmail.com. Um, I will try and get into a pattern of putting it on the podcast descriptions. So this question was, how do I prepare for progress test slash um, single best answer exams? I thought it was a really good question because it's a question that um, I've been doing um, single best answer exams in terms of sitting them for, you know, four years of medical school and um, in kind of the two plus years um, since medical school. I've been sitting postgraduate exams that use single best answer exams. I suppose the first thing to say before I go into my top 10 tips is single best answer questions in the history of medical education are relatively new, um, but have been around for a while. Um, they've been used in undergraduate and postgraduate exams, and there are critiques of single best answer um, exams, um, but and SBA questions, but I, I, I think they're very good for clinical reasoning. And they kind of get us away from the idea of just rote learning and do introduce an idea of applicability. So my tip number one is to prepare early. Always give yourself more time to prepare than you imagine. My preparation for the next progress test started the day after I sat that progress test. I am very... Um, I, I, I agree I approach exams in a different way, but learning is a lifelong process. And if you can get better than the person you were yesterday, that is obviously what we are trying to achieve. So prepare early, start early, give yourself plenty of time. For uh, many postgraduate examinations, they will say between 100 and 200 hours of preparation to get ready to pass an exam. So if you understand that if you were to apply that to progress test, how long you'd have to start in advance to prepare for it. You know, if something was six months away, you would have to do an hour a day. Um, obviously, there are ways around it and that time has been scaled down by using question banks. But I definitely tip number one, prepare really. Question number two is to use question banks. I am a massive advocate of past medicine for undergraduate exams, but... Past medicine is absolutely awful for preparing for paediatric exams. I've used it, I've signed up to the question bank um, and I use past test for, um, but that's just paediatrics and that's postgrad. But I think for undergraduate medicine, um, pass medicine is the one that people use. Some people don't like it and they use on examination. And stuff. Find a question bank that works for you, but for most people that will be past medicine. But they're still not just doing the questions, but reviewing the questions, okay? And understanding, did I get that right just by fluke, by clicking the right one? And you know what, did I get that question wrong? Because I know the answer, I've just rushed into it and clicked a button um, or sometimes clicking the wrong answer. Question number three, get, get questions wrong. Um, there is, you know, medical school is an incredibly competitive environment. And I've even, when I've talked to... Um, Physicians, associate students as well at Swansea, they say it's the same culture. 
you don't want to get things wrong and you certainly don't want to get things wrong in front of your colleagues and you don't want to have that peer judgment I think at some point in time you've got to shake that off and you've got to say I'm here for myself and therefore don't worry about someone looking at your screen while you're doing questions if it's that uncomfortable move somewhere else so that you feel better in that environment but get questions wrong and learn why you've got them wrong and similarly reflect on why did I get that right was it because that you reviewed hypertension the night before and you know when to give an ACE inhibitor when to give a calcium channel blocker and you've turned up to the exam and you uh, and you've done some questions on your past bed and you got it right and that was because you invested and worked hard and give yourself a, ta uh, a pat on the back when you get things right question number four right questions I don't know how many people I've given this advice to I and by no means a guru in single best answer right questions, okay? I've got plenty of SBA questions wrong over time, all right? Um, there's lots of people that are much smarter to be much better at SBA exams than I am. All I can speak is from my perspective is my progression in terms of doing better in SBA exams compared to myself was to write plenty of questions. Um, if you write questions, you actually become an examiner you become someone who is a question writer and an examiner at the same time because you understand how to write a difficult question how to write an easy question how certain things just don't lend themselves to questions um and study groups also a good idea so inter-peer teaching is a fantastic revolutionary concept in medical education teacher peers teacher the year groups um, do revision sessions on something, put yourself out there, do a revision session on a topic you know nothing about and then it teaches you to understand it and field questions from very, very smart students um, who can ask questions of you. So I think that's write questions and study groups for question number four. Question number five, understand your enemy. Um, there's not really um, any point in you know, um, go into a gunfight with a spoon. Understand your enemy is important. Some people do lots of extended matching questions. Do SBA questions. There's loads out there. There's 500 um, SBAs in clinical medicine, which is an amazing book. First book you need to read with SBA questions. Um, understand your enemy. Understand what an SBA exam involves, what the questions are like how to interpret the information that you'll be presented with and how to back yourself when you think what oh, might be that answer, how to back yourself. A lot of SBAs are confident and when you narrow it down to two choices, make sure that you can pick the correct answer and not the incorrect answer. Understand your enemy. Similarly though, it's, concept to the, it's similar to the concept in um, sport of cross training. You might be someone who is a runner, you might be an Olympic runner, but you might do cycling. So the cycling doesn't directly improve your running because the best way to become a good runner is to run. But you can do other stuff like listen to podcasts, look at PowerPoint presentations, etc. And you can look at that way. Um, question number six, time yourself doing questions. So for 80%, 90% of the time, don't time yourself, but make sure maybe once a month you do a timed test to practice those skills of working under time pressure. So uh, tip number six would be to time yourself doing questions. Question number seven, don't be hard on yourself. We all get things wrong. 
we all um, know the answer to something but accidentally click the wrong thing. Some of us aren't, just aren't paying, but you know, you might be on question number 49 and 50. Don't be hard on yourself. Be consistent and get better every day. That's tip number seven. Tip number eight, read, read, read. Okay. That can be Radiopedia. So if you're on Radiopedia and you want to do chest x-rays, just Google pneumonia. Look up a few images, cover, test yourself. Read, read, read. Read the British Medical Journal, especially the education bits and the self-assessment questions. Read Radiopedia. Clinical review articles are really good. Any topic that you want to know about, von Willebrand disease, PubMed, Google it, and there will be clinical review articles that can summarise all the important bits. Nice guidelines. Keep up to date. Go on the NICE website and search by the ones that have been released most recently. The infographics on NICE, I think, are really good. And they're amazing for setting questions from um, things like, you know, heart failure and ejection fraction and what you can give and what you can't give. NICE guidelines are absolutely fantastic. And the infographics are really good visual things to pop in a PowerPoint for revision sake. Question number nine, um, listen to podcasts. This isn't just this podcast, but any podcast you get along well with. This podcast is highly um, aligned with undergraduate curriculum and is great for those, of course, that are sitting paediatric membership exams as well, because a lot of the things that we cover are important for membership exams. So for tip number nine, I would say definitely listen to podcasts. Um, when you're running, when you're out and about, when you're in the house and you just don't want to read anymore, you just want to kick back, um, chillax, get yourself a nice drink, maybe some snacks and just listen to a podcast. Really easy listening. That's tip number nine. Tip number 10 is find your way of learning. OK, find your particular way of learning. Um, some of us are auditory learners. Some of us are visual learners. Some of us learn by teaching. I am 100% one of those people. I learn by teaching. Um, I don't learn particularly well in um, in other contexts. I learn by teaching. And you, I suppose you could say with um, with these podcasts and things like that, um, I, I learn through doing this as well. Um, so teach um, people and you will learn yourself. The final thing I'm going to say is actually, um, for those of you that want some additional single best answer questions, there is a paper um, that was released, I believe it was last year, I will just check, um, I think it was last year, yeah. Um, so this paper is um, on the BMJ Open, so it should be easy to access. And what I want you to do is I will try and put a link to it in the uh, podcast. I'll pop a link to it. It's basically a study comparing single best answer questions with very short answer questions that are another modality. The bit that I think is really useful is if you go on this open access, what I want you then to do is to go down to the bit that says supplemental material. So it's a PDF and it will give you 50 extra SBA questions to study from. They're good. I've checked through them. They're really informative. 
there's 50 SBA questions there that are open access to use. So I will pop the link to that in the description. If the link doesn't work for you, drop me an email at all lowercase tomd9517 at gmail.com and I will send you the link. Uh, really good paper. Don't worry about reading the paper, but it's a really good BMJ Open article from last year um, that has got 50 extra um, questions that you can work your way through. I thought they were really, really useful. Okay, so thank you very much for listening. That is just some of my thoughts about how to best prepare for SBA exams. Thank you for listening. <laughs>